Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Once again, the New York Yankees have been hit with a COVID outbreak within their locker room. This time... It happened to impact some of their notable players. However, the replacements were able to accomplish something over the weekend that the regulars could simply not get done. We're going to break that down and more on this brand new episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, which begins right now. You are listening to the Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. It is good to be back. All-Star break was nice. Hope you all enjoyed it and checked out our content from over the break. We had our mid-season report card show, as well as some other content that was dropped, so make sure you check that out if you didn't. But there's a lot to talk about in Yankee land. First and foremost, Yankees get another COVID outbreak within their locker room, this one impacting them on the field. Remember, the first time around, Gleyber Torres was classified as having it, and then mostly the coaching staff. But this time, a total of six players came down with the COVID-19 virus. And they weren't little names. They were guys that have made a great impact this year. So for a team that came out of the All-Star break needing a hot start, to lose so many key contributors was something they were not anticipating. However, the replace for 28, I guess it's back on, but the Yankees were able to accomplish something over the weekend that they could not accomplish all year. Not only did they beat the Red Sox, but they took two out of three games against the team that was currently in first place in the American League East Division. So even though they're missing a handful of guys, and we're going to talk more about that in depth, They were able to get the job done. It was a good weekend for the Yankees, but where does this leave them moving forward? You know, they're taking two of three, but can this team sustain what they were able to do? That remains to be seen. However, whatever happens, win, loss, highs and lows, keep checking out our show. 
if you found our podcast, you're already listening, you already did something right. Make sure, however you're listening, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. All your feedback is definitely appreciated. And if you subscribe, you get all the latest news and updates regarding our show. Also, check out our brand as a whole. Go to DelahantyMedia.com. And of course, we're on social media at Pinstripe Talk ND on Twitter. And you can search us up on Facebook by just typing in Pinstripe Talk Podcast. Let's jump right into it. I don't know about all of you, but when all the moves were announced regarding COVID, I sat down and, you know, I didn't want to overreact. But my first thought was, how is this Yankees team going to figure this out? And my initial thought process was, boy, are they doomed. We mentioned the six players that have COVID or tested positive for COVID-19. Starts off with Jonathan Loisga, was left in Houston. That was the first known positive test the Yankees had. Then it came out that Nestor Cortez and Juan de Peralta both were diagnosed with the virus as well. And then it made matters worse when three, yes, three position players were named to have the virus, Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela, and Kyle Higashioka. All of that on top of the fact that Luke Voigt hits the injured list once again, this time with left knee inflammation. So needless to say, it has been a crazy week in Yankee land. The positive test led to Thursday night's contest to be postponed. That will be made up in August as part of a day-night doubleheader. And then the series was able to continue on Friday night. Yes, it is a... I don't want to say it's a good thing because that would be terrible. First of all, the COVID virus is still active and alive and it's still impacting our world on a daily basis. You know, they tell you, get the shot. I'm not going to sit here and advocate for the shot. Obviously, I got it. My circumstances, I felt it was the best decision for me. Obviously, we'll leave that up to you guys. But regardless, it's still out there and it's still impacting our world on a daily basis. So right there was kind of a wake up call to realize like, you know, it's still around it's not just going to disappear but what I am going to say is the postponed game only benefited the Yankees because now you're playing without a bunch of your regulars so instead of taking the field with guys that you know you don't really I don't want to say don't seem fit but aren't your main contributors in August there's a possibility you can be more healthy and get these guys going so let's take you through some of the roster moves to Catch you up on how the roster looks. First of all, Luke Voigt placed on the injured list. Boone doesn't think it's going to be a long-term thing, but you never know. He's been injury-prone. In his place, they recalled Chris Gittins, who we saw earlier in the year. Higashioka, Judge, and Urshela land on the COVID list. In corresponding moves, you saw Rob Brantley, Hoy Park, and Greg Allen brought up from AAA to fill the void. So the Yankees add an infielder in Park who we heard a lot about, an outfielder in Greg Allen, and then the backstop in Rob Brantley. And again, the thing that I was asking was, and not to make light of the situation, but who was going to catch Cole in Game 2 of the series? But we will find out that momentarily. Game 1, not fun for the Yankees. Yeah, it was Trey Ambergy's Major League debut. The Yankees originally called him up to start the second half of the year. It was not a fun one for the Yankees. They lose this one for nothing, do nothing 
absolutely nothing offensively. Jordan Montgomery once again on the losing side. He went six innings, allowed three runs, and again, another start where Montgomery kept them in the game and the Yankees offense did not do enough to help him out. An incredible note to bring up. This is posted by James Smith on Twitter, Smith with a Y. Jordan Montgomery's five straight starts of zero runs of run support tie the longest streak in Yankees history. It happened twice in the long franchise history. Happened first in 1960 when Bill Short was on the losing side of this. And in 1967, Fritz Peterson dealt with this as well. I'm sure Jacob DeGrom is sitting there on the other side of the city and saying, look, bro, this happens to me often, but nonetheless, you can't win if you don't score. Montgomery's putting up quality starts. He's doing the little things to try to keep the Yankees in the ballgame. Is he perfect? No, but he is competing, and you could see that he gets better as his starts go on. Yes, there is some things he could clean up. Obviously, you've seen a couple of long balls recently, but again, it's usually just one or two mistakes that get Montgomery and make his outing look not as good as it really could have been. And again, this game kind of showed the dominance of the Red Sox this year against the Yankees. Yankees started off 0-7 against them to start the year. Third time in franchise history of the rivalry that the Yankees have lost their first seven games of the season series. In 1912, they actually lost 14 straight games to the Red Sox. And then back in 2009, they lost the first eight. 2009, they were a different animal. I don't know if this team has World Series aspirations just like that one did and ended up doing by winning the World Series. Now, for Game 2, I'm going to unleash a little bit because, you know, there are a couple of things that were bothering me about this game in particular. First and foremost, they started the game an hour later than anticipated. Why? Because of forecasted rain in the area. It did not rain a single drop in the Bronx during that hour span. So, if they would have started the game and got the game rolling, they would have been able to play the complete game. Now, in retrospect, you can't really predict the weather. Yes, the forecast could lead you wrong, but you know I understand they were acting with a lead of caution, but it didn't make any sense to me. Luckily for me, I was in the car. I was nowhere near a television to watch at 7 o'clock, but 8 o'clock, I was home, ready to rock and roll. So for me, it benefited, but in regards to this game, it really did not make sense. It was a rained, shortened game. Yankees had Garrett Cole on the mound. And to be quite honest with you, I am happy that it was shortened. There was rain throughout the game. There was a lot of issues with the field. You could see that it was muddy and it was getting gross out there. The Yankees actually had Tim LaCastro get hurt in this game. Not that it was due to the field conditions, but he went down the line for a fly ball, hit the wall. Ended up being that LeCastro tore his ACL, which is disappointing considering the Yankees just traded for him. And he's a guy that plays the game the right way and plays it hard. But it's part of the game. The umpires finally decided to call it. Yankees went on to win this one 3-1. And it took a late quote-unquote inning surge from them to win the ball game. After the Red Sox took a 1-0 lead in the second, the Yankees scored all three of their runs in the fifth inning or later. Started with a DJ LeMay who singled to left. Scoring Allen and then Gary Sanchez and Glaber Torres both homered in the sixth to give the Yankees a 3-1 lead that they didn't have an opportunity to relish. Garrett Cole 
Went six strong, only allowed one run, let a five hit, struck out 11 in the process. It was a sticky situation because the seventh inning, there was a delay, and Cole was already at 96 pitches, so it was very likely that Cole's day was done. But nonetheless, it worked out in the favor of the Yankees. They finally get a win against their heated rival in the Boston Red Sox. And then, in a shocking development, have a chance to actually win the series with a bunch of replacements in the lineup. So, one more thing before we go on to Game 3. I know it's a quick little recap, but nonetheless, there are a couple of bigger fish to fry. This is something that hasn't sat right with me. The incident with Alex Verdugo in left field. Let me take you through it in case you don't know what happened. Verdugo went out to play left field, threw the ball into the stands, It ended up being that a Mets fan, not a Yankees fan, a Mets fan catches the ball, gets irked on by other Yankee fans around the area to throw the ball back onto the field. Well, I don't think he did it purposely, but the guy ended up hitting Verdugo with the throw. Verdugo was not happy. Alex Cora was yelling at the umpires. There was a heated discussion. Verdugo actually went back into the dugout. Now, I do not condone this, and that's not what I'm saying. I I don't condone it one bit. I think that throwing the ball back into the field of play can injure somebody. We saw what happened when Giancarlo Stanton and Finway. You know, it's something that does not belong in the game. And as a fan, you know, you have to learn how to control yourself and just not do that kind of thing. The right decision, you don't want the ball. Give it to a younger fan around the area. Make somebody else's day. Now, I do think that Verdugo and... Everybody are taking this way out of proportion. It is reported that the man has received death threats. It is reported that Verdugo wants to take legal action. I don't think that's necessary. Major League Baseball banned him from all their stadiums, which I think is a fair punishment. And he won't be allowed in anymore. So I think if, as a Yankee fan, I feel bad for Verdugo. I really do. And, you know, I'm glad that he wasn't harmed or injured by it you know it is a scary thing and it seemed to be that he was okay but I do think that they're taking it a little bit overboard at this point and you know I think he just needs to calm down and and let this kind of play out before he takes drastic measures because I don't think it's really necessary you know yes it was wrong should he have done that absolutely no did Major League Baseball do the right thing by banning him oh yeah 110 percent but I think you got to leave it at that. But nonetheless, it was a rainy game. It was an ugly game. It was a game that I think, if you're the Yankees, you're you're ecstatic that you got out of there with a win, especially with this roster. And if you're the Red Sox, it's a game where, during it, you're sitting there and you're saying, why are we playing this? We're a team who's in playoff contention. Wouldn't it be better to move it to another day or even play a doubleheader the next day? I'm sure that Alex Cora didn't want any of his guys getting hurt. And the same could be said about Aaron Boone. The Yankees have enough injuries of their own to deal with. So we go into game three. The rubber game of the three games set. And the Yankees have a chance to win a series against the Red Sox. Sounds really good to say. I'm just going to keep saying it because, you know, it hasn't really happened much over the last couple of months or so. Before we get into game three, injury update. LeCastro goes on the IL because obviously towards right ACL and they bring back up Ryan Lamar. So Yankees roll out with Jamison Tyone on the mound and they give him ample, and I mean ample, run support in this one. 
Glaber Torres for the second straight day hits a homer in the bottom of the second, giving the Yankees a 1-0 lead. Yankees had another run in the third on a Giancarlo Stanton fielder's choice, and then tacked on another run in the bottom of the fifth on a Greg Allen sack fly. The seventh inning is where the Yankees did most of their damage. Rudnick Odor hit a home run. A little while later, Glaber Torres walk, and then a Chris Gittens walk made it 7-0. The Red Sox did add a run in the eighth, but a Ryan Lamar homer to right field, scored a door, made it 9-1, and that was all she wrote. Yankees come out on top 9-1, take two out of three in this series against the Red Sox. Some notables offensively, we mentioned Torres' homer, back-to-back days. Is Glaber heating up? We sure hope so. Odor, two for three, had three runs scored. Lamar, even though he got a little banged up, two for three with two runs scored and two RBIs. Gotta love what he did, you know, and then you heard him in the press conference saying, you know, I was hurting, but I said to Aaron Boone, you're not taking me out. There's only a certain amount of opportunities you get to wear this pinstripe uniform. I'm not letting, taking it for granted. So you gotta love that fire. You gotta love that intensity. You gotta love the fact that he truly appreciates being a Yankee and doesn't want to let the moment slip. Good for him and good for the other replacements who have come up and have done a solid job. You got to give Greg Allen credit. He's been doing really well offensively. Been doing the little things for this team. Even though they were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, they were still able to drive in runs when necessary. One thing to note, Ambergi left the game. Seems like hamstring tightness or soreness. He ended up leaving the game. Brett Gardner replaced him in the field. So another Yankee injury to keep an eye on. But if you're the Yankees, a couple of positives here. Number one, your offense got going and continued to go throughout the game. Yeah, it wasn't a constant punch, but they kept adding runs to put the pressure on the Red Sox. On the mound, Jamison Tyone, another good start. That's three consecutive starts in a row where Tyone has started to throw the ball really well. It seems like he's starting to get into a groove and getting more confident and comfortable with his pitch selection, so it's really good to see from him. Another inning and two-thirds of great work from Chad Green struck out three. Britain did allow a run and had a little bit of struggles, but he was able to get two outs, and then Lickie came on to get one single out through 12 pitches in the process, and then in the ninth, to get him work, Aroldis Chapman came in and pitched a clean inning. Only needed 10 pitches to do so, so a good sign from Chapman. Even though it wasn't a high leverage situation, it's still something that you definitely take as a positive for the New York Yankees. Now, you got to be really, I mean really, happy that the fact that the Yankees were able to win two out of three games in this series. Why? You're looking at the likes of Chris Gittens, and Ambergie, and Lamar, and Greg Allen, and Tyler Wade, seeing valuable playing time in this series. And for the time being, they're going to be called upon. The Yankees are going to need them to step up in this time until they could get their major players back. If you would have told me before the series that the Yankees won two out of three games, I probably would have laughed at you because I thought they were destined to get swept. But nonetheless, this group was resilient. They battled. And it wasn't the big-name guys like LeMayhew and Stanton that were doing all the damage. It was the guys like Glaber Torres who we've been waiting to hear from all year. It was the guys like Rudnick Odor and Ryan Lamar. They were able to get contributions from some guys who have been called upon to step up. And in multiple different ways. I'm sure Chris Gittens wasn't expecting a call-up 
and then Voigt goes down again, he has another chance to prove what he's worth. It's a good opportunity for some of these young guys to get their feet wet. And all year, it seems like we've been calling for Park to come up. And he finally gets up to the big leagues. Maybe we can see what he's got in the tank. Maybe the young blood will be able to help this team moving forward. Who knows? But it's a very good sign for this team. They obviously had the off day to not only recoup a little bit, but add another day on the tally of when they're trying to get guys back. And hopefully they could continue playing well until that time does in fact come. And we're closing in on the trade deadline like we've told you. 11 of their first 15 games are against the Red Sox or the Rays. Now you got to take one off because it got postponed. So 10 of the 14. That's a big stretch. And it's really going to determine what the Yankees do at the trade deadline. I truly believe that Brian Cashman is on the fence right now. And I believe that he is making calls in both directions, whether buy or sell. But if I'm a betting man, which I'm not, I would say that if they could put together a solid stretch over the next couple of days, the Yankees will definitely look to add something to add some reinforcements before the trade deadline. So let's take a look at how the schedule plans out for the Yankees. They have two games at home against the Philadelphia Phillies. Aaron Nola against Domingo Herman. That's a tough draw for the Yankees in that one. And then in game two, the Yankees starting pitcher is undecided, but they'll go up against Matt Moore. After Wednesday night's game, the Yankees travel to Fenway Park, where they'll take on the Boston Red Sox once again. Very familiar face there, huh? It's not like they uh, won't see the Red Sox a lot the rest of the way. That's going to be a four-game set in Fenway before the Yankees go have an off day and then take a trip, a huge trip at that, to Tampa Bay for a three-game set. So there's a lot going on before the trade deadline. And this stretch of games is going to be crucial in how the Yankees act before the trade deadline. We won't know until we get through these series. But ideally, if you're the Yankees, regardless of who you're putting out there on the field, regardless of the lineup, regardless of the players involved, your goal has to be to continue winning series. They have won their last three series. A sweep against Philly would be great. Three out of four in Fenway would be a huge momentum boost. And two out of three against Tampa. We're not asking for a sweep. A sweep would be nice. We're asking to win the series. Heck, I'd even take a split in Boston. So I want two against Philly, two against Boston, two against Tampa. I'll take that. That's a winning stretch, especially if you don't have Judge and Urshela and those guys for that stretch. That's a win in my eyes. And that puts you with a winning record going into the trade deadline and gives you hope that you do have a chance to contend, even if it's just for the wild card. I know Yankees fans don't want to hear that because obviously we want to win the division, so do I. But I want to get into the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Get in and then prove your worth there. But I do think that they'll add at the deadline if they could put together a successful little trip here. As they head to Miami after this stretch for a three-game set, before the schedule kind of eases up a little bit. They'll have Baltimore, they'll have Seattle, they'll make a trip to Kansas City, and then it'll get tough again as they have the White Sox, they have the Angels for one game, they have the Red Sox for a couple. So they have a little bit of a easier stretch before another gauntlet comes around. And of course, we're going to give you all the latest updates and news regarding the New York Yankees 
So like we said in the beginning of the show, make sure you subscribe to get all the latest show content that the Pinstripe Talk podcast team puts together. As always, my name is Nick Delahanty, and that will wrap up another episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, powered to you by Delahanty Media. Find us on social media, interact with us, and of course, come back for more as we talk some Yankees baseball. I always say it, and it always will remain true. We love talking Yankees baseball. We love when you join in on our conversation. Our next show will come after the Philly series, right before the Yankees take on the Red Sox for the second time in as many days. And, of course, hopefully, we have a lot of positive things to talk about. Until then, take care, everyone. And remember, let's go Yankees. We'll talk to you really soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.